Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Just hold on for one more day until John Morant's return. Man. Well, we got a lot to talk about. Let's see. You've, had, you've written, uh, you wrote a piece Friday night uh, from the uh, Dylan Brooks return. And you wrote a piece today about Jaws return. I've tweeted out both of them. Let's start with Dylan. That was something. He couldn't have scripted it much better, you know. He probably would have. He probably would have even have scripted his one for seven, two point first half to set right. up his the second his, half, his, his his big second half. And so, you know, he makes he leads the big comeback. He hits the big shot. He baits his old teammate into a technical oh, foul. That's fantastic. He holds court in the locker room, dressed in black, literally from head to toe. <laughs> um, it was it was it was it was it was Dylan Brooks night. The rest of us were just were just witnesses. So start with the locker room. Start with the end. Um, what was he like? Was he good humor? Like what was that? What was that? Uh, yeah, he was in good humor. I mean, it, it, so it's the visitors locker room, which is an unusual setup for him, right? Uh-huh. So it's much smaller. And like he and he and old old friend Jeff Green are like sitting next next to each other over the corner, and they're like reminiscing about. Like at one point, Dylan asked Jeff Green. Like we were all just waiting for them to get ready, but you could overhear the conversation. And at one point. Dylan asked Jeff Green, like, so when did you play here? And they were like, fair notes. So did you play with Mark? It was like that kind of thing. Like, right. like it had never occurred to them to have this conversation yeah. before. And then Dylan starts to finally get dressed and ready to go walk over. Because the way they did it, the way, I don't know if every team does it this way, in terms of visitors, but Houston, instead of just walking up to the, to the locker to talk to the guy when they're ready, they, they bring you over to a certain point in the locker room and have a little scrum. But as Dylan stood up to walk over, he threw his jacket on, his black jacket on, over uh-huh. his bare chest. <laughs> and Jeff Green looks at him and says, come on, man, put on a shirt. And, and Dylan Brooks says, no, nah, I can't do that. You know. <laughs> He's back home. He's right, got to right, be. Right, right, right. And so he, he walked over, and he had the black jeans and the black jacket and the black sneakers and the black balaclava, which he said correctly, even though he had he had teased me earlier in the day for using the word pro- preclude in a question. I don't think preclude. What is did almost, you say? And what did he say? I said, um, "This is that. This is after shoot around when he did had a little thing." I said, "You know, by the time you got to free agency, would the level of interest you got from Houston from Houston have precluded you from wanting to come back to Memphis, even if the Grizzlies, you know, right. were interested?" And he he was like, and he tried to. He agreed. He, he, the answer was yes, but he tried to sort of rephrase my own question. He, he tripped up over the word preclude. And he said, whatever that word was. You said. <laughs> oh, but he said yes to that. He did say yes. Essentially. Yeah. Um, anyway, balaclava and, uh-huh. and, and sunglasses and, and the whole the whole shebang. Um, I guess I was struck by, A, how warmly he was received by mm-hmm. the crowd, and then, B... 
Like, he was downright sentimental in the quotes about his time in Memphis. Yeah, no, he was like that. You know, when he had talked earlier in the day, and, and, and that stuff ended up just sort of cutting room floors because there was so much happened at night. Right. And there was no point in writing something in the middle of the day because all the jaw stuff was going on. But but, but w- when Dylan spoke after shoot-around, he talked about, like, you know, he, like he stayed at his house. He stole his house right. in Memphis. And so he, he came back, and he stayed at his house. He talked about, you know, seeing new stuff around town and how good that was to see and and just how much he loved being back. And before before the game, it wasn't Zach Randolph where Zach Randolph literally walked around the entire arena with with people like following right. him around. But but after Dylan's pregame warm up, like it took him you know twenty minutes at least to go back to the locker room because he kept stopping to take pictures with people. And you know a, a Grizzlies communication staffer would come over and they and they would talk. And then a Grizzlies one of their actually team psychologists came over and they would talk and like you know he was greeting fans and taking pictures and 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 you know. Reminiscing with old coworkers and the whole thing, you know. So yeah, no, I, I, Dylan's a character, but like, I, and it, 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 it became very clear that his his time in Memphis was very meaningful to him, right? And when I asked him about the Vince Williams stuff, like, I didn't know if he was going to be like, you know, I'm worried about my team. I'm not paying attention. Right. He was very attuned. And when I said Vince Williams' first start, he just looked right at me and said, second start." Technically true. Vince Williams' first NBA start right. was in Game 82 last season. Right. When they emptied, they set everyone they possibly could. Right. To me, that this his that, first real his start. first real start was that game. But Dylan knew. Right. Dylan knew that that was his second start, not his first start. Vince Williams, two way contract guy. Right. That's interesting. Um, I got to get to the Vince Williams angle on this here in just a second. But um, Jeffrey and I on Friday were talking about like I don't think there's been a return. I mean, we've had we've had Zebo and and Mike. And Tony returns, sort of like these right. stars who've returned. But I don't think there's been many other. There's Powell returned, I guess, and I don't remember what that was like. But there haven't been many of these really meaningful players who have gone away and had these moments of of return. No, I think that I think that was the best. That, and I actually told Dylan this after once the interview portion was over after the game. I think that was the best return game ever by a former Grizzly. Yeah. Um, I, I did not research every single return game by every former Grizzly, but I did look at the guys who, who as I wrote, I wrote in the column that night, there are eight players who've scored 5,000 points in a Grizzlies uniform. Dylan Brooks is one of those eight. Uh, another's John Morant. So he, he, he has never right. gone, gone right. away and right. come back. And so of the others, I did go back and, and look at the return games of the others, it, just to refresh my memory. And... The highest score of the those. other seven all had return games. Well, the other, left, other six, so six, six. So Ja, saying, yeah. Dylan, and then the other six. Yeah. And so the other six, um, the best game of those six in terms of your actual play was Rudy Gay. He came back, scored twenty three for Toronto. His first game back, they mm-hmm. won the game. Dylan had twenty six, and and Dylan, I'm pretty sure, is more dramatic than that. Right. You know, Zach's game was nothing; barely played. Right. It was it was the fact of his presence. Um, Powell's was novel because he played against Mark. He, he got traded midseason, but the Lakers didn't play in Memphis that season, so it was the next season when he had his return game, and he faced off against his brother. That was right. what was novel about that. And so from a basketball perspective, from a personal you know, like performance perspective, that was the best return game I'm pretty sure ever by a former Grizzly. We were counting Friday whether Dylan, like where the cutoff would be. And we basically said, in Grizzlies history, he's one of the top 15 most significant Grizzlies. I think Does that's that probably seem, right. 
Not he didn't make the top ten. Honestly, it's about top fifteen. I did so. I guess it was three years ago at this point when it was the twentieth year in Memphis. Yeah. I did a whole series of articles and called Grizzlies twenty, and one of those was ranking the twenty players. I'm planning. I'll throw this out there now, so, so don't steal my gimmick. Anybody else? <laughs> in in a couple of years, when we get to year twenty five, I'll do this. I'll, I'll, I plan to do it over again if I'm still doing this and, right. and expand it. So it'll be you know Grizzlies twenty five instead of twenty. And so I've. I'm pretty sure. I think Dylan just squeaked onto the, the top twenty list when I did right. it a few years ago, and so I think top fifteen sounds about right. Yeah. Um, Again, he's, he, he's top eight in terms of points scored in a Memphis amazing. Grizzlies uniform. Now that's yeah. going to change because Jarek Jackson's going to pass him very right. soon, and then Desmond Bain, you know, next year will pass. But um, uh, are you sticking to that game again? In your column, you called it a bad loss. I oh, guess. Yeah. I guess. I'm to the point, and I guess the, I asked the question at the beginning of the show how to feel about that night if you're a Grizzlies fan is because I was mostly bemused by it, right? Because I don't put much stock in them as a competitive enterprise now, so the loss didn't gall me as much as the all the hist- all the other well, stuff amused I, me. I mean, they've been a bad basketball team, right. but they're a bad basketball team that, unlike most bad basketball teams, can be a better basketball team in the very near future. Right. And so the whole point of this first part of the season was to maintain just enough, right. enough, enough just just close enough to give yourself a chance. And and this is one if, of the teams they, that you would had, be chasing if they down. they won two games, if you took two of these losses and turned them into wins, right. you might feel that way. And now I don't know if you can. And to me, that game may be top of the list. Right. Portland. Yes, Portland. That's the other one. But that, at least that game was on the road. I mean, you're right. at home. You build a big lead. Houston. I still don't think Houston's that good. I, I think they're going to come down to earth. Like that. I think that was a bad loss. I think that was one of the worst losses of the season. Hmm. Um, the Vince Williams part of it. So, what was it, Tony? Did Dylan made his first start when in Tony's return game? No, Dylan Brooks' oh. debut, his first okay. NBA game, was Tony Tony Allen's return game. I see. Opening night, 2018. Against New Orleans, Tony Allen's return game to Memphis, also his last game in Memphis, um, was Dylan Brooks' debut. And I've written about that before a couple right. of times. And sort of this, there was sort of this, Passing in, in retrospect, a symbolic aspect to that that we didn't necessarily see at the time. And I, I thought it was kind of neat that Dylan Brooks' return game, not Vince Williams' debut, and not technically his first start, but his, 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 his day first of elevation, yeah. his elevation into a starting lineup. And and, uh, I, and I think Vince Williams has the potential to follow in that lineage to some degree. It's like defensive role player who's meaningful to the franchise. Dylan, Will that happen? I Dylan don't know. sort of agreed. What was his sense of it? I was surprised at how much, how attuned he was to Vince Williams' game and what's been going on with Vince Williams. Um, I mean, the quotes are in, in, in the, the story, which you can read, but... But but he basically said, you know, he, he, he noted that he noted his emergence. He said... You know, I, I, I've told him, you know, to be ready. I hope the team gives him a chance. He, he said something like, he's been playing he's been playing really hard, so hard, and you can't teach right. that. Like, he really, like, I didn't know what I, what I was going to get when I threw that out there. I, I could have just gotten dismissed. Like, whatever, I'm worried about me. I don't, I don't care about the scrub on this other team. But he does care about the scrub on the other team. It is interesting. As you look forward to what's going to happen over the next part of the season, obviously, Jaws return how the, the big three work together, how they work together with Marcus Smart, um, all of that. But then which pieces you're going to carry into next year, including Vince Williams and Santi and who, Roddy, and who's going to— Who's you know, a keeper, who's a discard, who's a trade yeah. ship? 
it's kind of that kind of triage with the rest right. of the roster. And I think Vince Williams is very high on the potential keeper list because there's no trade chip value right, there. Right, right. And he's played well enough. You don't think he's a discard. And so I, I, I think, you know, I, I think there's a very good chance that he is very high on the keeper list on this team. Do you think they already, by the way, like some of this is yet to be discovered. Like, hell, is Luke Kennard a keeper or is he a trade ship? That's or right. Is, like, right. That's, 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 that's the choice one. on Kennard. Like, he's Kennard, not, a, he's right. not a discard, but he could be, be one of those two ship. things. Yeah. He'd just get rid of his salary among other things, like whatever. But then Marcus Smart. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think this is not, I mean, I wrote about this and maybe maybe next week when I probably just won't write it all during Christmas, I'll, I'll re, redistribute on social media this column. But three or four weeks ago, I did a column that may have seemed a little premature at the time, but, like, still totally holds. And that right. was like, okay, now that this, the, the competitive hopes of this season are right. sort of over, how do you think about it? And it's all still there. And it, it was a, you know, is this, is it, it was, is it do, is this a blow it up? Which I don't think right. it is. Is this a gap year? Is this a reshuffle on how you think about your team going forward? And the point of that was not to make a decision in the moment of exactly what your path is and what all what all that entails, but to discover that along the way. So it's not like you sit down today and say, right. we're going to trade Luke Kennard, we're going to keep this guy, we're going to – got to figure that out over the course and of yeah, the season. Yeah, they probably have inclinations about all of them now. They have inclinations right. about Zaire and inclinations about, uh, you know, all of them. But, but Oh, I, I think the Zaire the, – the Zaire-Laravia stuff, um, with Roddy a little bit behind them on the uncertainty scale, but the Zaire-Laravia stuff I think is it, – it, it's interesting, like, the playing time they've been getting lately compared to, like, you know, John Conchar or, or Kilman or whatever. I don't know if this is the case, but I almost wonder if it's a little bit of a sneak and swim territory. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
if it's like just run these guys out there and keep giving them chances, and then at some point we well we may, we this, may be getting close to pulling the plug. Is there also a point with Zaire like okay, you're going to be at your best when you're running the floor with Jaw? So we'll well, I think I think that to me we'll that is, that is that's your last chance for me. That is the official last gasp right. for Zaire Williams. Yeah, if I don't see something something change meaningfully with him playing with Jaw, then I'm sort of ready to pull the plug from that. Uh, Kenneth Lofton discard. Officially, I guess, or, or about unofficially, yeah, yeah. Um, that's an interesting one. I, I think one thing that was, is clear on that is that, rightly or wrongly, the coaching staff just did not believe in that guy because they, amid all this stuff going on, you have all these players absent all the time. Right. The team today is back to being dead last in offense. They just won't play him. They just they, right. it, it, when they did play him this season, he was not good. Let's be clear. Right when they did play him, he was not good. They didn't play him much. They just the coaching staff just was not interested in playing that guy. And may they may it, 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 it maybe that they were they were correct in that assessment. That clearly was the assessment. And so it's kind of hard, you know, if your coaching staff doesn't want to play the guy and and there, there's no like strong indication that he's ready to help at the NBA level right now. And your contract situation with him relative to other players is what it is. Like, it's a logical decision. Is it a logical decision that could come back and, and bite you if he pans out somewhere right. else in the near future? Sure. So what other roster moves will they have to make coming up? Do they have others that are – that was this, no, this that's was it. To, that's it. That's the only one. Yeah, I mean, the, J, the Jalen Noel, they just let him right, right. come Jaylen off the Noel's books. Gone. Yeah. And then uh, if, you know, if and when or when they, they cut Lofted, if they haven't already, uh, then – Biombo, right? They'll be down they'll to fifteen. Biombo and, yep. and Ja, and then at that point, I think you know you're in evaluation mode between now and the trade deadline. Uh, you wrote a piece about Ja and his return um, um, in today's Daily Memphian, which people can read over there. And one of the things that I thought was entertaining, I've already cited a couple of the stats, is however competitive they will be over the last half of the season it will be nice to have some fun back and you had some measures of fun um the dunks have gone from uh you had these yeah i don't have the numbers from the dunks are here the last two years 386 and 384 dunks this year on pace for 222 the last two years uh, alley-oops 151 and 117 this year on pace for 38 that's rough that's a not painful a lot of high, basketball. Not a lot of high flying going on out there for the Grizzlies right now. Yeah, I do think like that will be part of part of it is just to be able to turn the TV on and, and have and watch John Morant play basketball and watch John Morant play basketball. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I cited that that ringer that like that ringer uh, rank which I, I used to illustrate yeah. some stuff. But like in their description of John Morant, they they call him I don't remember the exact wording, but basically say he's the most when when he's when he's active, he's the most exciting player on player on, in the league. Like, that's a pretty good start to making your basketball team entertaining when you have the most exciting player in the league. The ringer thing was a ranking when? When was this ranking done? It few, was a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, they did a ranking of yeah, every Yeah, it's NBA. an ongoing project they do, but they relaunched it for this season a few weeks ago. Okay. And as you pointed out in the piece, there are now eight different guards, 25 or under, who rank ahead of John Morant, including Shea Gilgis alexander Tyrese Halliburton, Anthony Edwards, De'Aaron Fox, but then also Tyrese Maxey, Darius Garland, LaMelo Ball, and Trey Young. Yeah. And that doesn't include Luka. 
So that's like that's a lot. This is um, this is like and I may get my video game references mixed up because I didn't ever I never actually played these games. Uh-huh. So I'm not a video game guy, but it's like your Mike Tyson's Punch Out or whatever. He's just got to start working his way up the list, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, I mean, four of them. You should think you should be able to take care of Trey Young, Lamelo Ball, Darius Garland, Tyrese. Ne- well, yeah, it it gets good good players, but they are none of those dudes are, are John Morant at his peak, right? He was asked about this very question, um, about sort of his how he's fall fallen relative right. in public perception relative to other stars, and his press conference, and he. He said, I don't care about that. I don't think about that, yeah. which is probably the right answer. Yep. But I think he does think about it. At sure. Some level, don't you? I mean, that, he, he's a very competitive guy. And I, I think that's that's part of why we watch sports. We want to watch right. great athletes be competitive. And so, you know, it, it is John Morant's personal journey back back up the rankings of NBA players the most important thing for the Grizzlies? No. The Grizzlies' journey as a team back up the list right. of contenders is more important. But these two things go hand in hand a little bit. And so, like— you know, John Morant's personal journey of NBA stardom is like part of part of the package, and that I think that will bring a lot of interest. You know, that that sort of su- sub, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Subplot of the season is sort of part of part of the fun of it. And so we're gonna it's gonna start right up next week. His first home game in Memphis is against Tyrese Halliburton. New Year's Eve, the Aaron Fox. You know, right. the, you know he's got two ESPN games, or maybe one's TNT, but two national TV games coming up against Minnesota with Anthony Edwards. Um, uh, I hate to grade press conferences or talk, whatever. What did you think of what he said Friday? I thought it was fine. I mean, I thought he came across well. It, there's, there's a limit to what comes out of that. I guess the most impressive, impressive is not even the right word. The most notable thing to me, you're looking for things that sort of break, break the, what you expect. Things that are beyond what you, what you expect to hear. And his thing where he, he, he sort of volunteered completely unprompted that he'd made he's made mistakes that, that other people didn't know about. He makes, right. He's made mistakes you don't even know about, including with his family. Like, that's right. some real, real talk that, what, A, he did not need to say that. I was not expecting to hear something like that. Right. And that suggests a level of introspection that's beyond just saying what you're supposed to say. Yeah. I thought he was, I think, and you and I talked about this, because there was such distance in time between the last event and this. Right. He felt he sounded to me like a guy who was really anxious to get to basketball. You know, he was going to say the answers. It wasn't that he was insincere or whatever right. else, but this was not in any way opening up a vein and uh, and letting us into his uh, you know inner soul or whatever else. He just was like, I, "I've screwed up. I'm gonna whatever." And it, it was very matter of fact, is what I thought it was. Not in any way that suggests a lack of sincerity or a, 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 a presence of sincerity. It was just. I, I think, honestly, for all parties involved, the, the distance between the, the activities yeah. and, and, and the um, and, and him speaking sort of made it feel sort of pointless to try to reinvestigate right. all the right. stuff that stuff. happened before. I, I, he was asked. I, I was, I'd raised my hand at one point. I thought they nodded to me, and apparently I misinterpreted that. But someone behind me asked the question, one of the questions I was going to ask, which was, I don't know how I phrase it, but it was basically like, you know, You've already come out once and said you'd made these changes, and then you had the second incident. So, right. like, what do you say about that? And he basically said, like, you know, I there's nothing I can say Same, that, that right. matters. People should have to trust my actions, kind of thing. And like, that's exactly it, right. And it, uh, you know, that, that that is exactly it. Do you uh, the team's record over the next whatever doesn't isn't the isn't the defining part of what happens next? But I did 
we stumbled upon this question in the first segment. Starting tomorrow, do you believe they will win half their games? The rest of the season? Yeah. Will they be 500 um, or above starting tomorrow? I say yes. Jeffrey says no. If, <coughs> if you grant me reasonable health for the rest of the season, yeah. I say yes. Yeah. Reasonable health does not mean Brandon Clark comes right. back. It does not mean no one misses games. But if you right. grant me reasonable health, which is not they've, 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 had, they've had extremely unreasonable health to this point. Right. If you grant me reasonable health the rest of the way, yes. I, this is sort of gets back to what I wrote about today is that I think on top of undergirding all of these issues is that John Morant, Desmond Bain, and Jaron Jackson, those three players together, is a fabulous foundation for an NBA team. Right. I like just where were is. they in the ringer? They were in the top what? Bain was 39 and Jackson was 40. And then he was wherever. And they had, John was 32. And they only had, they were one of two teams that had. Yeah, them in Boston. Again, you can question some of the rankings. So if you pull it back to 50 and how many teams had three players in the top 50, it was Boston, Memphis, Minnesota, the Clippers, and Cleveland. But if you do it at the top 40, it was just Boston and, and Memphis. And Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, that's I don't a hell think, of a start. Again, I, 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 th- I, think, I think Rudy Gobert in particular is underrated on this list. So that's, right. you know, but. All right, you can read those two pieces from Chris, uh, one off of Friday night's uh, uh, Dylan Brooks return game, and then today he has a piece up on Jaws return. He will be going to New Orleans uh, tomorrow. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.